Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship. I feel like friendship is really important in this and fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie. And we are super excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. Super excited, especially about the tea part. Tea has double meaning this time. We will tell you guys why. Okay. We are talking about Outlander episode 603 was entitled Temperance. Okay. But before we get into that, this was actually a really fun weekend for us because mm-hmm. you came over not a sleepover and we got to watch this episode together in bed, like a couple of old ladies, which is our like end game plan for life. Right. <laughs> so it was great. That was so fun. It was so much fun. It's been such a long time since we've watched an episode together mm-hmm. versus simultaneously mm-hmm. and giving each other the, the go around of, oh, did you see this part? Did you see this part versus yeah. us just watching each other's expressions as it's like, oh. <gasps> What's happening? Right. <laughs> the anxiety was very real. Yes, it episode. was. I'm clenching my butt. Are you clenching your butt? Yeah. But before that, we did something really, really fun. We did. We had a very authentic uh, tea leaf reading from Miss Patty Donnelly. And we did this in the spirit of Outlander and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had an absolute blast. I can't even begin to tell you how accurate it was. Yes. I'm already starting to see things put into motion. And what she did was she gave us a reading that's supposed to last for the remaining year. And to give you a brief understanding of her method, she has over a hundred bone China teacups that she's accumulated in her 60 plus years of tea reading. She explained that this was a family tradition that her grandma taught her how to do this. She had this beautiful, fun, uh, tea leaf reading hat mm-hmm. that just set the ambiance on it. Yeah. yeah. It just totally set the ambiance and we did this all via zoom. So we didn't, yeah. we could do this from the comfort of our home. I felt like I got a lot for our money to be honest. Oh, for sure. 100%. She was incredibly yeah. generous with her time and gave us a lot of good insight. I mean, there was a lot of very interesting personal stuff that she gave insight on, but I was very, very impressed with the business aspect of the insight that she did give us. And mm-hmm. she said that she had never seen two business readings because she did two separate cups and mm-hmm. she stated one for me, that one for you. Yeah. And she stated that she had never seen two business readings. So in sync with each other. Yeah. And that we were meant to do business with each other. And we're like, well, we could have told you that, but it's really nice that the tea itself as we dish and spill the tea, the tea itself told us that we were supposed to be doing this. The tea told us. Yes, yes, it did. It was really cool. I felt it was such like a bonding moment for us because we were both getting our separate readings, but so many things overlap in the mm-hmm. business world and just like this abundance of happiness that is coming our way. I don't know. I just had so much fun. I'm like, I want to do it like every six months and see what she says. Right. Like, tell me for another year out. We're due for a checkup. Yeah, we need. <laughs> we were tentatively planning a five-year friendiversary trip mm-hmm. prior to this call with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, hold off for at least six months in terms of traveling. Yeah. I mean, it is six months away. Yeah. And she said, do not buy tickets now, stay local 
Yeah. And we were also talking about possibly doing our one year of podcasting anniversary in either Palm Springs or Catalina. And she said, I see Palm Springs, but she brought up Palm Springs before we before, could even. Yes. Yeah. And I was so floored. And I was like, you have my business. <laughs> yeah. She answered so many of our questions, which she was did. awesome. Yeah. She was just so generous with her time and just, and like, she showed us yeah. the symbols in our cups too. Yeah. Like you, she's like, you see this horse. You're like, yes, I yes. see that horse. She said, it's galloping. It's galloping towards you. You're in for some fun. Let me tell you. She pointed out a lot of, a lot of great things that we are just very excited to look forward to. So, oh yeah, it was just so much fun. Just really cool. Cause you're like, okay, we're, we're on the right track and good things are coming. I just think it's like so cool that this has been handed down in her family. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking about the cups, how bone China is like more alive or something rather yeah. than ceramic. And I'm like, that's, 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 that's. I'm like, is it cause it's bones? I have no idea. I mean, what is bone China made of? Yeah. She uses tea from China and India, but the method itself is Irish. I thought she said she got the tea like especially from Ireland. Yes. She started bringing it over before there was like a way to ship that type of Correct. thing like, back in the days. Or But now she uses both, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you did take notes and have the notes. I just was listening. So I forget. <laughs> I forget a lot of things, listeners. Julie is the brain that remembers. Mine is the brain that forgets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are interested in a super fun tea leaf reading, all that information in our show notes. Um, she it was, it was, I felt like I had my own Mrs. Graham. Yes. Just, just dishing and swilling the tea with us on our future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. can you read my palm too? Like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. There's some sunscreen and volleyball on our future. And that's yes. going to be exciting. Yep. I'm um, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to get into some tea. Okay. Here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert for episode 603 of Outlander. All right, Julie, what you got, pal? Oh, my favorite Jamie moment. Okay. Tell me, let's see how closely ours are aligned. I think the book to screen adaptation of Jamie reciting while mm-hmm. Tom Christie was getting his hand worked on. I think it's Psalm 23. Yeah. Psalm 23. There we go. Was comedic timing at its absolute best. And I remember oh, yeah. laughing hysterically while reading it in the book uh-huh. and seeing this book to screen adaptation just nailed by Jamie. Sam Hewen. Good job, my dude. I tip my hat. This was done. This was just executed beautifully. And seeing Claire's facial reaction to all this, like I created ether and you just want to do shit the hard way. <laughs> you just want your hand cut open. Yeah. You want your Bible verses? Okay, kind sir. Yeah. That's going to, that's God's feet. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite moments too. Just, yeah, the assisting with the surgery, just the facial expressions that Jamie makes. You see it in the book. Yes. It, in your head. You see him making these faces and then to get to see it in real life, it's just it was hilarious. My favorite Claire moment was just seeing how fed up she was with Tom Christie in that scene mm-hmm. in general. I just love how she just cannot even can I even she cannot even with him back to Jamie for a moment though yeah I also like the part when he was talking with the boys that tried to float on Christian down the river and he gave them the choice between touching the hot iron or the baby mm-hmm. and I was like mm, I love me some Papa Fraser he is just a good one like I love seeing him in that role there's this calmness about him and you know in previous seasons he's young and impulsive and like now he's older 
Mm-hmm. And you can, you can just see that and that wisdom there, daddy energy. So on to Claire. So my favorite moment with her is when she went out to talk with Fergus and she's like trying to oh. encourage him. And she was just so compassionate with him. And she's always like very compassionate that way with others, even when she like has a lot of her own pain going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember this specifically because in the first book, you really get the insight that like, she really wants to be a mom. Oh yeah. Very badly. You don't really get that in the first season. Like there's moments where, you know, Galus is like, maybe you're bad in, and she's, you know, like maybe, but you don't get that sort of, you know, narrative that's in her head of how badly she wants to be a mom. And you just mm-hmm. see her mothering all these children that have kind of been entrusted to her. And I just love seeing her in that compassionate role. And even though it's the conversation was really difficult, mm-hmm. I just love how she was like trying to be there for him and like, we'll protect him. And, you know, he's loved and mama Claire. Oh, I know. And, you know, I also, thought of the compassionate side also being like a compassionate physician. Yes. It's like he's perfectly healthy. He's going to live a mm-hmm. happy, mm-hmm. healthy life. Yeah. And when Fergus was kind of giving his testimony on how he saw dwarfs struggle. Yeah. In general. That was, that was some rough shit. It was, it was, but she just, she gave a solid argument on the life that this kid is going to have mm-hmm. and how well it's going to be. So yeah. And too, and back to that scene where Jamie is like talking to German, like mm-hmm. he's your brother. You need to protect him. So he also has German, you know, like, yeah, you got to look out for him. So, but I have to say Fergus really brought it with his acting game in this episode. Oh, it was yeah. so heartbreaking to watch. Mm-hmm. He was going through. And then the moment where Marcelie, she's like, pours the ale on his head. I was like, dang girl, like Home do girl's not, done. don't mess with mama. Like yeah. she is just like, get out with your BS, which, you know, he pushed her yep. to that point. That's not the man she married. Correct. I love how she has that sense of self too. Mm-hmm. To take ownership. Like you will not sit down here and be depressed on my watch. Yeah. You need to wake the hell up mm-hmm. and, and let's, let's move forward. Like she yeah. made so much effort to try and find the positive in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So before she got to her breaking point of throwing the ale on him, she was just like, Nope, I'm not dealing with it. Not today. Yeah. Sorry, sir. And he was just too, too far down the rabbit hole to pull himself out of it with yeah. all the help in the world. Yeah. You know, so cheers to Marsley for not taking it. Yeah. She said, yeah, she, you're right. She has a really strong sense of self. Mm-hmm. I really do love the sister moments between Marsley and Brie. Like when Brie made the spinning wheel for her. That was my favorite Brie moment, hands down. Yeah. You just like see her really excelling with her engineering. Mm-hmm. The book to screen adaptation of the Vroom moment. Yeah. I remember reading that and thinking the that her answer was just very well done mm-hmm. and seeing that so well executed on Marceline's screen. like, okay. Yeah. Why do you call it a broom? Oh, that's just that's weird. Mix. I remember thinking the same thing when I was reading the book, when Roger was it carved out the car. I'm like, how are you going to explain that? Yeah. This design, but it was very practical. So I loved that whole scene and, and seeing it put into motion. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So Roger, my favorite moment with him was when he saved Henri Christian and anytime he yells in his accent, I am oh. just so here for it. I'm like, yes. get it, Roger. Oh, he just has such a good accent. It's it's much thicker and stronger than Jamie's. And there's it is super Scottish. Yeah. Very <laughs> Scottish. And I want to hear it all day, every day. Right. Yeah. The, the a little more too. in it. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think there wasn't a Roger moment that I didn't love in this episode. This episode <laughs> in general. 
Yeah. This episode in general was very Roger heavy and I was here for all of it. Yes. Yeah. Between saving Henry Christian, being a solid minister with the story of Moses, Mm -hmm. you know, counseling Amy McCollum. Yeah. The whole frog in the milk bucket thing. Yeah. Yeah. That would freak me out too. I was like, get it out. (laughs) Get it out now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a spirit. And even if it wasn't a spirit, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Roger's here. Okay. Oh, thank you. He's just so good at making space for others' feelings and emotions. And we really saw this in season three, like before mm-hmm. Claire went back through the stones and like, okay. So she finds out like Jamie's her father and she's been lied to her whole life. And he like gets up to, <laughs> he's trying to leave and Bree's like, you're not leaving. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to make some space for this, for them right. and just be here <laughs> in whatever capacity I'm needed. But mm-hmm. he's, he's really good at that. If not, like he just like kind of does the right thing and he doesn't, you know, force his will or his ideas on people. He just tries to gently guide and encourage. And oh, I yeah. freaking love it, Julie. Oh, yeah. Love me some Roger. Yeah. Roger wins this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, he saved the baby. So he wins. Yes. But even when he addresses the whole situation of Henry Christian floating down the river mm-hmm. to Marsley and Fergus, he counseled Fergus mm-hmm. too. He said, Hey, this is, and then he went with Germain to go get his friends. Mm-hmm. So that way they could go face Jamie. He just wins this whole episode, dude. Yep. So I was very impressed. Okay. So I feel like Ian was just like trying too hard when he was with Malva walking her home. Like he kept doing this thing with his shoulders and trying to look like more manly. And I was like, this is not working for me. That was the thing that caught me off guard the most. Cause I thought for non book readers, Mm -hmm. they were left hanging. There was this moment between this Ian Malva moment in the field Mm -hmm. that only book readers know about that I thought foreshadowed a bigger moment coming down the pipeline. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was done really well. So I didn't even think about his mannerisms of them walking through the forest or whatnot. I was just like, oh, this is part of the book. This is part of the show. They have to tell this part to get to the better part. It didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. He just kept moving back and forth and like trying to make his shoulders look bigger. I'm like, what are you doing? What is that? It was like very distracting to me. I kind of got a little bit lost. Oh, and then when Jamie was like rocking her through the forest, he was just being nice. I know. Literally just being nice. And Mal was like, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to just she's gonna, that up. Oh, I know. And that's the thing. Like I immediately saw the red flags when that scene happened. I was like, oh no, she's going to yep. say it happened in the forest. Ah, uh, dang it. I already, but he like- literally just sees her as like Brie or Marceline. Like he right. doesn't, she's just a young girl and he's grandpa Fraser. Right. Like what? He was very, uh, very unsuspecting of anything. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Claire on that subject matter, but her brother, Alan, at the very end of the episode, I think non-book readers were probably left very confused. Mm-hmm. She was getting beat. Nobody knew why. Her brother was crying, mm-hmm. which is building up to a much bigger moment. Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't because her dad was making up for lost time because he couldn't beat her previously. There, There's a much bigger story to be told, which we'll get into when that episode happens. There was a lot of good foreshadowing in this episode, but what hit you in the feels the most? Oh, Fergus. Fergus. Okay. And then, you know, when Claire and Jamie are walking him back up to his house, Mom and dad bringing him back home after he, you know, tries to end his own life and they're there for him, you know, and they bring Mm -hmm. him home. I was just like, oh, but he has that family support. 
Yeah. He's not alone and he has all these people around him. And that really got me in the feels. What about you? Roger, this whole episode between him as a minister and then him being that really good individual to Amy McCollum. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of counseling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just nailed it. He really did. Yeah. Get it. Rick Rankin. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite thing overall? Like my selfishly favorite thing. Sure. Why not? Roger yelling in a Scottish accent. Okay. I mean, I took him very seriously when he did it too. I was like, Oh boy, you are in for it. I'm like, tell me to stop it some more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just love how much the writers are actively listening to the fans. And this is, we're three episodes in everything about this episode was booked to screen perfection. Yeah. They're, they're not missing a beat. I've been so satisfied. I feel like I eat like a full meal each time. Like Mm -hmm. it's very satisfying. They're doing a great job. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good job writers. And now it's time for the fangirl spotlight of the week. The fangirls podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom made fandom inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. We're offering 20% off our entire Etsy store for the month of March. No code is needed. The link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can distance build the tea with more fangirls and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. And this month it's going to be Bridgerton themed. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Miss Patty Donnelly and her amazing tea leaf readings, although it was a lot of fun. So fun. But we're not affiliated with her. She's just really good at her job. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not affiliated with Outlander stars, Diana Gabaldon, or any of the cast of Outlander. Just really big fans. Just a couple of Sassanacs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.